The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Hi, I'm John Butcher. With me, my co-host Gary Marino. What's up? Welcome to another edition of Two from the Road. Oh, yeah. Which exposes the gospel truth about life on the road for musicians, comedians, actors, entertainers, jugglers, drag queens. Exactly. (laughs) Anyone and everyone living out of a suitcase for a living, right, Gary? That's right. On the road, under the road, between the roads. This is the these are the stories you will not hear anywhere else, John. You and I have a unique talent. We will get this out of people. Joining us on this episode of Two from the Road. Today's guest, the one and only comedian, as seen on The View uh-huh. and, and uh, a whole bunch. I mean, Oprah, the one and only Carrie Louise Carter. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since you were a puppy. I was a fetus. So that's... Uh... <laughs> she was a fe- truth, truth is, it was 25 years ago, I was working at a club uh, that was sort of the building 19 and a half of comedy, let's be yeah. honest. But you came in. And uh, your now husband was also on that show. Oh, wow. And I decided to forego uh, pursuing you, and I introduced you to Oh. You introduced them to each other? It's a total lie. It's a total lie. Is that how it all, it's it's a, all happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that how it went down? You have a different memory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she was very attracted to me. No, it's all a lie. But but you guys did come in together. You might have been dating or whatever at that point. Yeah, 25 years ago, maybe, yeah. yeah. And yes. now here we are, three little cottages later, and, and uh, two America's Got Talents for your husband. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And you yeah, he's going to be on America's Got Talent this uh, Monday night. Oh, nice. Ten, uh, nice. Well, this is not going to be here, but uh, yeah. So. No, actually, can we get One this show time. up by Monday night? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Monday night uh, he'll be. And if you don't blink, you will see uh, me and the kids. Oh, but wow. you can't blink. Love it. Maybe. I, I never. Possibly. Unless I never I'm on the blink. editing floor. Which I avoid is blinking always. at all costs. <laughs> so are the kids gonna tap dance and stuff. Well, we're talking to Daddy while we. Oh yeah. Which will probably be on the editing floor. I mean, that's, we my, that's my life. My life is on the editing floor. I'm. Totally famous on the editing floor, just just so everybody knows. <laughs> Love it. We should mention the amazing, legendary James Montgomery. Still That's hanging right. out at with the us. table. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You can't get rid of me. He's I at the table. It. I love it. I carry. Here you go. Oh what, God, question. What? I didn't even study. For, you didn't. You didn't tell me to study. Oh no, you don't have to. We studied you. Okay. All right. I'm nervous. Go What's ahead. the toughest thing being a woman? And a family of four boys. And you're uh, both comedians. Two parents who are comedians. Who ever heard of such a thing? I'm used to it, uh, you know, because I'm a stand-up comic, and that's a tough thing to be in a man's world. Uh, so when I had three boys, and uh, I'm just, you, it, it seems normal to me. I don't think anything's hmm. tough about it. Yeah. It's like how I live. Right. Yeah, you know, nothing's fair. No one gets me. And uh, I just, I, I guess it's just like every day. Is the entertainment business still as male dominated as it always was, or is it changing? It's sort of changing. Uh, In what things ways? are getting better a little bit here and there. Uh, people are listening. The Me Too you movement, I really think people are now listening to women. I'm like, oh, maybe they're not full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's something there. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's changing, uh, but slowly, very slow. Because I I remember when I first started out, it's like I'm gonna change the world, you know. I'm I'm gonna be a comedian, and I'm not gonna look like the regular comedians that most people are used to uh-huh. being. And she didn't. And uh, you know, so I'd always dress up for gigs. I'd wear heels, uh, never skirts, but I you know, because I don't really need to wear a skirt. <laughs> but I wanted to look nice and be like a woman, but yet 
you know, say all these manly crash things. There's a uh, change there, the world. There's a series on what is it? HBO uh, about comedians in the uh, '60s. I wish I could remember the name of the series. That, uh, oh, oh, all right, yeah. You um, know what I'm talking. Um, up there alone. Die. I'm dying up here. I'm dying up here. There you the go. Gr- my husband there's, and I. That's our date night. We you watched, watched that it, show. right? Oh, it's amazing. How much truth is in that? Absolutely. That's why my husband and I watch it. It's so spot on. Is it too much? Pretty much. It's totally spot. I I don't see anything far-fetched at all. This is what really made an impression on me. I I don't think, as a man, I'm not sure I was aware of the pressure from 360 degrees that women entertainers uh, went through doing stand-up comedy. I had no idea. It was from all sides. Yeah. And even just getting on a prime spot on a stage in a comedy club is a big deal. You know, going on at 8 or 9 instead of 1 or 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's another show on Amazon, The Wonderful, Marvelous Miss Mabel. That's pretty spot on as well. Mm -hmm. Is it still like that? Would you say it's still like that, Um, Karen? It's changed some, but... The needle didn't move too far as uh, and fast the way I'd like it to. See, that was going to be my next question. Is it is it easier today to be a, 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 a woman in comedy? It's not easier for anybody to be a, a comedian. It's yeah. very, very it's, tough. I think it's the toughest job in show business. You know, Why do you say that? Well, y- you know, I, I can. I, somebody in my band can have an off night and no one will know. And we can all have a great night and the audience might not appreciate as much as ever. Rodney Dangerfield told this story on Johnny Carson one time. You know, everyone, he's got his own club with his own name on it. Everyone comes there to see Rodney. His material's great. We know that. And he said that every once in a while he'd have a night, he did the same material that everyone was in hysterics at the night before and the night after. But he's got one night when he's up there and everything he says, the audience sits there. I mean, it's just, to me, um, it's just a very difficult job because you're pretty much naked up there and, and, uh, and and no no matter how great you are, sometimes nobody gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you were saying that, that it's hard about the, the time of stage, be one o'clock in the morning, well, when you're first starting out now, it's harder than it was years ago. Why? In the 90s, they had tons of open mic nights, tons of shows. You didn't have to bring your friends. You, you would just go, and they would welcome you. And there were maybe four, sometimes eight shows on a weekend. Yeah. Now, maybe they'll have a show on Friday. Wow. Maybe two shows I on Saturday. I didn't realize that. And for the newcomers, there's hardly any shows in, in the city. They make you bring ten friends. Ten friends! Wow. And you... You and who's got 10 time. friends for right, that? Right, exactly. <laughs> you need, you, who has 10 friends 10 times? And you need way more than that to be good for a stage time. And you'd become like a Mary Kay lady. You, like, you'd have to get new <laughs> friends. New, you'd have to move to a different town each and every time Jeez. to get as, not, as much stage time as you need to, to get good. So it's much harder now for anyone, girl, female, or, or male. So hey, Give me 200 bucks. I'll bring 10 friends. Okay? You do, yeah. That's, so so you less venues. You have to pay people. You're saying there are less places to play? Yes. And the places to play that there are don't support up, up, upcoming talent? Not as much as they used to know. Yeah, it's the same with music, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. I think thing. there was like a golden age of comedy in a way. Yeah. Remember when like Jay Leno was playing that Chinese restaurant in, in, uh, mm-hmm. in the summer? Yeah. At, at, in Inman Square yes. and stuff? I mean, I mean, it was, that people, was the golden age. people were playing all over the place, and they were great. You know, you'd have to pick, uh, you know, Dennis Lurie would be one place 
Leno would be another. And the same thing in the music business. Same thing. You know, you'd have to pick which which band or which comedian you wanted to see. But that was the time when people came out. They went out and they went to see live shows and they supported live shows. But now everything's on TV, on their headsets, handphones. That's so true. Someone once said the enemy of, of, of live entertainment is the sofa. The iPhone. Because yeah. people don't have to move from it in order to bring entertainment into their house. And it wasn't like that when I was coming up. I know it wasn't like that when you were coming up. Yep. You wanted to be entertained in any in any way, yep. even movies. Yep. You more or less, not more or less, you went out of your house and yep. off the sofa. Yep. Well, the other thing is, you know, we all know, and, and everyone who sits on the sofa will admit, I think, that... If you get your ass up off the sofa and you go see the comedian or you go see the band, you're going to have a much, much better experience and much right. better time. And, you, and when you get home, you're going to remember something. You're not going to remember how you felt. You, you cannot download a live and experience. A, how about that? Exactly. And Good again, point, it's about, remember, remember what I said, the year 19, I mean 2019 is about showing up. Showing up. Get off the couch yeah. and show up. Especially get, if the economy the crashes, then we're like all going to be no, really into me. Oh you never know what would happen. Bruce Please. Springsteen might invite you to tour with him. Absolutely. You don't he, know what's going to happen. He certainly won't from your sofa. He won't from your sofa. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is harder, uh, Carrie, in your, in your experience, which is harder, male promoters, agents, venue operators, or female promoters, agents, or venue operators? Or is there a difference? And, and be there honest, just because I'm sitting next to you and I book and you I'm from time be to time. On, and I'm going to be honest. Hit me. Females. Why? I don't know why. That's for some reason, the females that are in the uh, position to say yes or no to you, not most, but some, are very difficult and very uh, not female friendly. Take a guess. Why would that be? I don't know why, because every time I get a chance to book a show or mm-hmm. any any opener or whatever, I don't, I'll don't. i book a woman. I, I want to book. I purposely book a woman um, for, for that reason. Women need to stand by women. I don't know why. In this career, it's very difficult wow. for comedy. And uh, it's, it's hard because if they're looking for women, there's only so few of us. So people panic mm-hmm. and they get... Um, Competitive? Uh, competitive. But to me, we need more funny women. If you see a woman, if you see a comedy show on TV, one person's a woman, the rest are guys. Right. Who are guys? I was, was going to say, ballpark uh, figure. Yeah, if that Percentage, one woman, percentage. Percentage, one, to, one, to four, one to four. If that one woman is not funny, women aren't funny. Everybody thinks that it's women true. are funny. It's true. It's absolutely We need more funny women, so then they're like, wow, she's funny. Let's go get more people like her. But here's the thing. Like there women. are more. Why, there more, why are more. Why more people think about that? It's getting much better. There are it more is. funny women. I, I think that's a good point. I think that if, 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 a, if you hear a guy who's a comedian who's not funny, you don't say guys aren't guys funny. Guys aren't funny. Right. Yeah. But I, I think you're onto something there. But if you hear a woman who's not funny, oh. I think sometimes you might have a tendency, well, women just aren't yeah, funny. It's, it's I still wrong. get this. I still get this after the show. Um, they'll come up to me and say, you know, I don't really think women are funny, but I thought you were good. Oh, man. And you know, <laughs> and then I get, you don't you don't look like a comic. And I'm like, well, you don't look like an asshole. So, you know. <laughs> help me out on this, Gary, because well, I, I feel like... I probably did look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> help me out on this, because I feel like there's no right answer. I have always championed uh, women comics, you know. And, and I think that I always think I think there are a lot of funny uh, women comics. Sometimes you have to you know work harder to find them, but they're out there. When I find a great female comic, and I say, "Oh, great! I'm looking for a female for this show. Uh, I would love to have you on it." They get mad and go, "Oh, 
Uh, how about you just want me, for, uh, you know, why don't you just hire me because I'm a great cop? You're saying that they don't want to uh, be hired or to be acknowledged as a woman. It, exactly. Yeah. And I say, no, I'm hiring you first and foremost because you are a great comic. Secondly, but it's not lost on me. I want that a champion. Women Is there anything comics. wrong with that? I don't. I, you know, some women get up on their high horse about that. I don't. Look, I'm going to take every opportunity I can and show up. Um, and if it's because I'm a woman and I have tits, fine. If, if it's because I have a car. I, look, how many times have I gotten a gig for Roger Paul's uh, people up in Boston when I first started out? I started out here. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of gigs just because I had a car and I was willing to drive these people. <laughs> I didn't give a crap. As long yeah. as I get the work and I get what I need. That's the and, good attitude. Even if he's just trying to get lucky, you know, you'll yeah, do it anyway. You. Right. <laughs> James was on to me all along. <laughs> with, with, with musicians, uh, and James will attest to this, we have a, a, there, there's a brotherhood. What I mean by that is we oftentimes, if we're at a gig or a, a venue that, that is lacking in some way, we tend to sort of huddle up together and share the experience. Is there a sisterhood? There is, but like I said, there is some competition, so sometimes you got to um, put up your guard and see, you know, why, wh why they're being this way. Mm -hmm. um, Newcomers, you know, coming right up to you, you know, I'm always standoffish. If someone's like, oh my God, I love you, we too talkative, I'm always like, all right, wait a minute. But I do have a, a load of friends that I've been friends with for quite some time. I've been in this business for a while. And uh, those friends are true and, and great, and, and they work really well with each other, and we do support each other. In fact, I'm doing a show, can I, can I say this now? Um, I'm doing a show on Showtime. I got this great opportunity, thank God, um, very beginning of the year, thank God, this could be my year. But anyway, um, it's, uh, I'm part of a uh, ensemble, a woman's ensemble called mm -hmm. um, Woman of a Certain Age. Now, cool. I don't love the title, <laughs> and there goes the woman of it. See, I told you I was old. You didn't believe me, uh, yeah. James. I am old. I am now doing shows called Woman of a Certain Age. Well, you know, I thought you might be of a certain age when you walked in, you know, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh, a, lot. a certain age. No, what does that mean, for God's sake? Yeah. Uh, you know, a twenty-year-old's of, right. of a certain age right. too. You know, we're of a certain age. And um, I got booked because I did the show for this woman, woman of a certain age, before it was big. She was trying to get it big. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Look, I don't have a lot of money. Can you do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I love the title of the show. I love what you're doing. I'll do this for you know, next to nothing for you." And she you're came back. In here or in Hollywood? Um, she's in New York and she does a lot of things and she's spread out to Hollywood as well and she wants to make it a Vegas thing right. and she just got this uh, Showtime special. Fran Drescher's on it. Um, Linnell and Coplitz, Vanessa Hollingshead, very good friend of mine. Vanessa Hollingshead, great friend of mine. We used to work together. We used to call it chicken and jokes. We would make each other chicken lunch and we would we'd make, we'd, uh, work together with jokes in our apartment, in my sixth floor walk of apartment. She dated and married one of the um, bookers of the very established great comedy club, the comic strip in New York. Hmm. And I got in because of her. Not because I was funny comic. Right. I was I was doing late night, late night, late night, and he would never let me in and do those regular spots. Right. But I was doing this acting show, and she's a friend of mine, and she's like, oh, I'll come see you perform. And she brought her date, which was Lucian. Lucian loved the way I acted and said, I'm putting her on at 8 o'clock. Have you worked with Fran, time. Fran Drescher before? No, I'm looking totally looking forward to seeing her. Yes, Ooh. you know, when I'm I heard... With her. That's when coming I, out in March on um, on Showtime. When, when I heard But women, don't advertise it yet, by the way, until when, this airs. When I heard women of a certain age, I didn't think of... Uh, uh, I, I, to me, it, 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 the inference I got was that, you know, women that have, have evolved and... and uh, um, uh, are, are 
understand their craft and, and uh, you know have grown into the role of being a great comedian. Yes. I did. I didn't think of it in terms of uh, Thank you. age at all. No, so I'm really. I'm glad. Seriously. I'm going to think about it that way instead. Yeah. No. I, I'm uh, that's like a, almost like a legend, like you. Well, you know, like a bottle of wine. You know. It's, yeah. That's uh, a certain age. You know. It's, it's, it's good. And that's what type of show you're going to get. And I think, um, I think she got a yes. And I think that this has taken off because of the timing. Mm-hmm. Comedy is all about timing. And uh, it is could be a year, the year of the of the woman, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very I'm very glad that I'm involved in the show. It, you know, it's, it's an because of, it's because yeah. of a friendship. It's because of the woman friendship. Hi everybody, I'm Chami Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. Ask me the secret to any comedian's success. Oh, uh, James, what's the secret? Timing. Timing. Hey, you know, speaking of working with people, speaking of working with people, I got to ask you this. I got to ask you this. You've been on both The View and The Apprentice. Who would you rather fire? You've been Joy- on The Apprentice. <laughs> yes, I worked in front of uh, Donald Trump. Wow. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. Well, there goes this. <laughs> okay. There I, goes this. Okay, we're going to edit, edit this. All right. <laughs> hey, speak- yeah, start over again. Don't, yeah, don't speak- tell the editing, harmonica player to shut editing. up, okay? Speaking of editing. I know you're on your computer, so um, don't say anything about Showtime because they're going to do the producing thing. So this is going to be on in time, but don't uh, mention Showtime because she can't mention Showtime. She can't mention the network, so don't put it on. So when I edit this, you would like me to edit that? No, you can't because by the time this is coming out in February, February, so this is probably going to be in February or March. Okay, but don't put it on any... yeah, just get free. Yeah, don't 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 Facebook me and say, "Hey, Carrie, thanks for the showtime." Because it's not supposed to be. Yeah, just just delete the whole show. <laughs> yeah, just get pre-approved. No, don't. Yeah, don't do it in the next. Don't do it till February. Yeah. yeah. Hey, when does right. that start in February? Because I want to see that. Um, it's gonna be on Showtime. They're gonna try to put it on. Um, uh, Women's History Month, which I think, oh, cool. is, uh, think is in February. Oh, I would like you to tag that, to include that in the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're going to try to do it then. Yeah. All right, here we go. So, Kara, you know, talking about who you've worked with, right? Yeah. You've been on The View and The Apprentice. i got to know, who would you rather fire, Joy Behar or Donald Trump? That is a difficult question. I think so. How sad is that? That's How difficult, difficult is it? Joy, for some reason, is not a nice person. Really? So I heard that somewhere else. She's too. one of the true? women that I was talking about who fear other women. No and that's, kidding. I'm so sorry. That's sad. So sad to hear Somebody that. Somebody just that's said sad. that in, in public a couple of weeks ago. Really? I no. See, I read that somewhere. I don't know yeah, where. I feel bad saying that. I don't know her that well, but um, from the the times that I did, did was involved and close with her, 
she's been that way, and I can sense it. I'm very good at sensing oh, people. I don't I understand this. She's afraid of other women. I, I don't, don't get know why. That. She's what? what? She's in her 70s. 80s. Take a, take a look at that for a second, Carrie. Why are women, some women, like that with other women? I don't know. It, you what know, is that? It's because we have to work so hard, and and, and uh, I think we're afraid of everybody, and uh, we we're just out for ourselves, and we're working really, really hard. But well, you know, uh, it, 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 I, you know, uh, look, I I get jealous, and I get I get that way right at first. I have to admit, I do. I get jealous and be like, wait a minute, you walls know, go I, up. I, it, Would- walls go up. Yes, but then. I, I have to sit back and think, why am I doing this? I need to open myself up. I need to... There's enough for everybody. You have to know that. There's, a, I there's abundance so. for everybody. And listen, well, you know, the other thing is, you know, I, I, I'm not sure... That, I mean, the percentage of women compared to men... Men are like that in, in show business. Yes. They're, they're, yeah, they are. Doctors are like that. Yeah. You know, yes. A new oh. doctor comes yeah. in. Uh, nurses. Uh, you know, You're right. Teachers. Truck drivers. Yes. Teachers. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It, it's just it's all not. about being totally insecure and not comfortable. Well, insecurity. In your own you just skin. hit right. it, James. Exactly. James just hit on the word. And insecurity exactly. is really what we're talking about here. But why does Joy Behar, a millionaire, uh, you know, right. seventy-eight-year-old successful comedian, have insecurity? I think we can all agree. We would fire Joy Behar. Look at, yes. If you look at her right now, even on The View right now, she is not comfortable on in her own skin. She's always pulling at herself. She's always, you know, touching and, and looking and, and screaming at her makeup people. She's talking. She's, the she's reason been fired the, like four times. What prompted me to ask this question is the level of woman power was overwhelming if it was coalesced. And I never understood why there are women fighting each other, keeping that sort of that united front from happening uh, in politics in comedy in music in any place where there are men women could power it yes if and there it, was unity true. and and agreement among women I don't think is that, that an oversimplification they, they don't or? realize the power that they have or we have and we really need to stick together, and it's all about insecurity. And uh, in, and I'm hoping that this year maybe is our year, and mm-hmm. more people will be more secure so in their own skin and help other other women. Yeah, but Amen. it's easier to I do it so that too. way. It's easier to turn your back. It's easier to fight. Uh, in in be just I want to be myself. It's easier. It's much harder to turn it around and. and I have to work at it. I seriously, I, I do want to just like my first instinct is to be like, no, no just me, just me. But you really you have to fight work instinct, at it, yeah. and, and it's much better in the long run, I, I believe. You say, you know, I don't watch these shows that often, but I did watch the Golden Globe, the Globes this year. Didn't, didn't it seem to you like that there was a certain amount of women on, the, on that show that, that really pushed for that and really stood up and, and said things, and that sometimes all the women would stand up? We, I mean, to me, it looks like a movement that um, that has started and has gained some momentum. I was happy to see yeah. the change in the yeah. uh, in the uh, Congress uh, yeah. with more women right. involved. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. God knows the United States needs it. Absolutely. That's what yeah. my husband said to me. He goes, "You're going to really like watching it because I DVR'd it." He goes, "You're going to watch it. It's it's all about women. You're going to like it." And and guys are for it too. Yeah. You're yeah. supporting us, which no is amazing. It, it never should have taken this long. Right. Hey, uh, you know what we didn't ask, uh, John, uh, of Kerry? We asked James Montgomery this. Yes. What, what, my friend, is your spinal tap moment after all these years doing comedy? All right. Forgive me. 
when uh, can you define spinal yes, let tap me, moment? Yes, can, let me is, do that. Is that a dumb question? No, I'm no, sorry. no, it's not. Can you edit that? It's, if a, it's dumb. It is a cult. Spinal Tap was a cult film that came out in the '80s, parroting a rock band on its decline. And I'll tell you what, that movie, I, I, it took me years to watch to be able to get through that movie. Me because, too. Because I'd start watching it. Let me tell Karen. And it was supposed to be funny, but I'd go, no, too this real. is what happens. <laughs> I can't stand this. Get me out of here. Carrie, when you get a second, you and your husband, check this movie out. You can find it almost anywhere. It's a great movie. I know. Yeah. I know about it. I think I've it's seen it. It's a parody. It. I think and I've seen and it a couple of it, times. Or it's ostensibly a comedy, but there's so much truth in in, in the scenes that play out for what musicians go through that it's like cringe moments. Yeah. So when somebody <laughs> says, what is your spinal tap moment? What they're really saying is, what is the thing that uh, that happened to you that was so, what, uh, humiliating? Um, okay. uh, uh, I mean, you I heard, have, you heard have, James at Montgomery's story. Right, yes, I mean, I have and an entire them. audience of bikers with, with guns to his head. Right, I know that. <laughs> I never had guns to my head, um, thank God. Your uh, spinal tap. Tell a joke, I mean. Uh, you know, I, it, See this thing, puppet show and spinal tap. My real spinal. <laughs> you, you can think about your spinal tap moment because they're going to edit all this. We did a benefit one time for kids with muscular dystrophy, and it was at this big hotel in the middle of, like Bristol, Rhode Island, or something. Big function room, and um, so they had a petting zoo there, right? Now on the marquee. A Seriously. petting zoo, you can put in pretty big letters, but James Montgomery Band has to be in <laughs> small letters. Absolutely, right? yeah. So it was like, see this here, Papa Jones? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, petting zoo, and then James, James Montgomery. Montgomery. But the petting zoo was a duck and a chicken, because, <laughs> really, because, I mean, a duck and a goat. Yeah. A, a chicken and a goat. Yeah. Because, you know, it was just something they threw together, so of they had a goat and a chicken. Yeah, of course. So it, it wasn't like a petting zoo where you walked around with ponies no, and all this. No, it was a goat so, and a chicken. Yeah, yeah. a goat yeah. and a chicken. Who wants to pet a chicken? Yeah, so that, that was my real spinal tap movement. Petting zoo. So so, so the, there's your spinal the, so the tap. The goat and the chicken yes. got better billing than that. <laughs> Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts. It's Are You Not Entertained? The was I and um, the am I entertained? Can I start that again? Sorry. <laughs> am I entertained? I did it again. <laughs> Dumbass. Are you entertained? Ah! All right. Sorry. Sorry. It's Ed Nathanson. I'm here to give you the podcast that I've always wanted to do. That's talking about movies. That's talking about music, sports, pop culture. That's talking to some of the best people in employer branding around the world. Are you not entertained? Can I start that again? Mary, um, your, your um, spinal I, I tap mean, moment. What is it? My spinal... I, years ago, just starting out, I was working. I, I got a gig, and um, it was for the Windsor Chamber of Commerce. Yes. No one was over 60, and there were priests and nuns in the audience. Oh, dear. And I went on, and I thought I was doing well because the priests were laughing, so I kept going. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I got off the stage, and when you have a bad set, you want to get out as yes. soon as possible. Yes. But I also wanted to get paid. Yes. And now I don't. Both know things what, are true. Right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It was like one of my first paid gigs. So I was really excited, and I was gonna do great, and I'm gonna get asked back, and they're gonna book me all the time. It was for a, a well-known booker, and he said the headliner's gonna pay you. I said great. So I was looking for the headliner, couldn't find him. I wanted to get out so quickly because I did so bad. I just wanted to get paid and get out. The but headliner was going to pay you. Right. Okay. The headliner was a guy. Right. And I don't know why he didn't support me. He was a fellow comic. Um, you know, you could have said, hey, you know, this is what I would do next time. I know you're new. You know, nothing. He was hiding in the bathroom. I couldn't find him. 
He was hiding. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Because he was embarrassed to be seen with me. I don't know. He didn't want to pay me. I don't know. Do you think I was going to just leave and not get paid? But so, I'm like, I'm getting paid. I went through hell. I'm getting paid for this gig. So what happened? So I was waiting. And while I was waiting, a bunch of the young people kept on going. Walked up. And he goes, hey, I thought you were funny. Hey, I thought you were funny. <laughs> and then this one older woman comes up to me. She didn't even have any words. She's like, you. Oh, you. You were, were, bleh. Oh my goodness! And I'm like about to cry, and I figured he might be in the bathroom. I didn't know where I was Did looking, 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 looking. Did she stick her tongue out like that? So yes. So what? So what? So happened? finally, I I asked some guy to go find someone in the bathroom to get him, or I even went in there, and I go, "What are you doing?" I go, "You got to pay me." Yeah. And he was mad, and he just paid me, and I I left, and you I had cried. to go into the bathroom to get paid. Yes, oh, a men's awful. room, and I cried. Was it the cash? Whole way home. Was it cash? It was a check. Oh dear. Well, yeah, I had to that. wait. I had to wait for him to fill it out. And, oh no! You know, the only words he probably said to me was, "How do you spell your name?" And, you know, if it was cash, I, if it was cash, it might have just been that he ran out of toilet paper. Oh <laughs> my God! Did I, it bounce? It was. I don't even remember. Oh, but I cried. Dear. I do remember crying the whole way home. It was mm. too long hours in my beat up oh. car that probably was going to run out of gas or well well this will cheer down. you up what would you rather wear for 3 days in a car while traveling to the next gig comfortable shoes or oversized sweatpants oversized sweatpants how about you mm-hmm. james james um, I'll go with oversized sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. Gary? All I own is oversized sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're stretchy pants. Well, all right. <laughs> What's up for you in 2019? What are you focusing on? Well, I'm focusing on the Showtime. Uh, I'm going to be filming that Tuesday. It should be coming out in February or March. They're going to try to do it That's really Women's exciting. History Month. That. Yeah, and uh, Women of a Certain Age. Uh, Any Carol live Montgomery. touring? And uh, I'll be touring all around. Um, working all around be coming New England, back to, coming back to New England. Coming yeah. back to Martha's Vineyard with me this and summer. Martha's Vineyard this summer. Mm-hmm. Probably doing the Nantucket Comedy Festival this summer as well. Where are you based? I'm based out of New York. Oh, cool. Up, upstate New York. But I have a road story. Can I share a road story or Absolutely. not? Absolutely. Oh, please. We're two from the road. Two, this is really two from the road. Really three. Two from the road. Okay, so this, um, um, dating Tom Cotter. Tom Cotter, by the way, is a very funny comedian. You'll very see funny. him on America's Got Down. All right. Um, so we're dating. It was a couple years back when I first moved to New York, but I still had gigs up in New England. So I had a gig in um, at the Comedy Connection in Maine. Had to drive, get there um, from New York. Tom went up early because he was booked Thursday through. I was just opening up on, on the weekends. Plus, okay. I had a day job. I, ta- I, was, um, uh, I taught aerobics. So I had a 6 o'clock in the morning aerobic class. That's early. That's early. So I had my sports bra on in my workout gear. As soon as I did my class, I ran to the, the Greyhound bus to get all the way up to Maine. I had my bags packed and everything. I had my best outfit Sounds ever. good so far. I'm, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, working I'm, with with my so hus- far. I'm working with my husband. We're going to have a great weekend in Maine together, alone. Yeah. This was way before kids, so it was going to be a great weekend. <laughs> I got you. My bags were packed. I got you. I hand my bag to a guy who's going to put my bag underneath the, the bus. I'm on the bus. I realized that guy looked sketchy. I don't think he put my bag underneath. Oh, no. We pull over to the rest area. I asked the guy to check. My bag wasn't there. So I call Tom. I go, my bag is stolen. I have no clothes for the weekend. You need to go shopping for me. You need to get me a bra. I only have a sports bra. I need, like, a bra bra. A lift, separate, you know. You started there, though. 
Yeah, that's the most important. <laughs> okay. Under, you, don't ever estimate. No, don't. As, underestimate undergarments. I won't they do it. They are the most uh, important. No, no, I won't. But but a man can't really buy an undergarment. No, he can't. So I'm I'm nervous. I'm trying to tell him my bra size, everything. And uh, I said, when we get to when I get to Maine, you know, we'll do it. So I'm nervous. I'm crying, and I get off at Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's Portland, Maine. I'm like, oh my god, I'm here early. He goes, you are? I can't see you. I go, yeah. Uh, He goes, I'm on my way. I go, I see a store. I'm going to be right in that store. I have to go get some, because I don't trust him. So I go right to the store, and I buy a bra, and I buy all this stuff. I'm like, where are you? He goes, I'm here. Where are you? I'm like, I'm here. And then I realize I'm in Portsmouth. Uh, It's about an an hour away. Right, an hour. I have to be in Portland, Maine. He goes, you're in Portland. I'm like... He's like, you are in a different state. So was it, was it? Oh my God. The show is about to start in an hour. I have to open up for him. I only, I go, I'm getting a taxi. You hold the show. I will be there. So I get, I get a taxi and I get in the taxi. I go, I have an hour to be in Portsmouth. Can you make it? He goes, I think we can do it. I go, do not look because I am going to do my makeup and I'm going to change in the back of this car. Don't look. Holy cow. So I put the The bra that I bought on. I I bought some clothes and uh, did my makeup. I got there and ran up on stage and did my act and introduced wow. Tom. I was wondering if the husband was going to put on the bra and do the show because she didn't show up. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was wondering, did you kill the show? What, I killed did you because kill you weren't thinking. You know, you're not thinking. The adrenaline was flowing. Yeah. And I, I basically ran right out of that taxi and went right up on stage. You didn't I was have talking time to Tom to... the whole time. Perfect. I'm like, I'm on, a mile away. I just, you know, have them introduce me. I will be there. Your Mick Jagger story. Ready? Oh. Go. Uh, my husband, it's really not my story, but my husband's shared the story. He was driving to Boston again. Everything happened in Boston on the Mass Pike. And he pulled over to go to the bathroom and in walks Mick Jagger. And he peed right next Just to Mick Jagger. Just a minute. I'm like, oh Hell my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, no, no, no. I go, no, I can't Mick, you, Mick don't do no public He doesn't I do public so. bathrooms. I didn't think so. Are you calling my husband a liar? No. <laughs> No, I'm no. Like, I, that's what I said. I go, what is he doing in the public restroom? I sure it wasn't me. I used. Public <laughs> I mean, even even I even I don't even go to the public. I gotta restroom. say, as a sometimes I'd rather pee outside. So hang safer. on, were, were words exchanged? No, you don't talk to someone when you're no. holding. You them. really don't. You no. don't. I know. There's really no graceful way There's to do no, that. Yeah, he didn't yeah. say any. He was nervous. He wouldn't say anything. And I go, what asked? What about after? He goes, no. I walked There's out. No and words. I watched, James, I watched you, him you, walk you, in you, his no, bus. He walked. You could be in a large weather. Yeah, <laughs> as, a man, a, as a man, as a man, though, you right? could be in a men's room anywhere, urinal to urinal. There's no banter. No, not really. Thank God, no. There's no, no bantering, and it doesn't matter who you're standing next to. Even Mick Jagger, right? Hey, and he abided by the code. You know, he didn't take his cell phone out. He didn't talk no. to him. Right? I, you know, when I shake hands with my ex-wife's best friend, I certainly don't want uh, anybody <laughs> oh, talking to me. That said, though, James, I, I think all the men in the room can agree. If you're next to Mick Jagger in a urinal, you gotta look. You have to. Well, you're not going to talk to the man, but you're going you're gonna, to. You're gonna. I'm going to walk away from that. Uh, listen, <laughs> Karen Lewis, thank you very much Thanks for being for here me. with this us. Fun. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm so excited for the, your showtime thing. I can't thank wait to you. see Thank you. And your documentaries. I yeah, can't absolutely. wait. Yeah. And we should mention she came all the way up from New York just for us this morning. Carrie um, Louise. That is a special two from the road. It's about showing up, people. Thank you very much, She has not lost the sweetness all these years being out of Boston. Carrie Louise, James Montgomery, thank you guys very much for being here. Thank Thank you you guys. guys. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, 
please share with someone you know. That's right. You can go to pod617.com for past episodes. You could subscribe on iTunes. And as John said, if you like us, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell an enemy with a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do.